Hello, my name is Jessica Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. In the past two podcasts, we explored TV's portrayal of bipolar for two reasons. First, TV is America's greatest teacher. The average American spends four hours a day watching TV. At the end of his or her life, the average person will have spent 10 years watching TV. Second, most of you said you have experienced stigma. 130 Flip Switch listeners voted in our most recent poll on Facebook. Have you or a loved one ever been the victim of mental illness stigma? Two people voted not sure. Seven voted no. But a whopping 119 listeners voted yes. So 92% of us have been the victims of stigma. To reduce stigma about bipolar disorder, TV must show characters with bipolar who lead happy, productive, law-abiding lives. TV must show us hope. To help us find out if TV shows hope, we'll look at Law & Order and 90210. Then, we'll outline four tips for loving someone with bipolar and four tools of the Bipolar Survival Kit. In the October 2008 episode of Law & Order SVU called Swing, we find a 19-year-old girl taking a shower in a stranger's house. The homeowners chase her out of the house with a baseball bat. When the police come, they find her ID. Detective Stabler is heartbroken to find out his daughter, Kathleen, is the intruder. Stabler finds Kathleen half-naked riding the swing set at the local park. Later, Kathleen runs away from home. Stabler finds his daughter in an abandoned laundromat in bed with a stranger, unconscious. At the hospital, when her stomach is being pumped, the doctor says, Based on your daughter's behavior and the history you gave me, Kathleen's drug and alcohol abuse, the DWI, hypersexuality, stealing your credit card, we think it's bipolar disorder. After waking up, Kathleen refuses to take any bipolar medicine. At this point, I was like, oh crap. Not another TV show that paints people with bipolar as a bunch of oversexed junkies. However, as the episode progresses, Kathleen evolves. Kathleen changes after hearing her paternal grandmother talk about how Stabler suffered an unhappy childhood because her grandmother never got help for her own bipolar disorder. Kathleen pleads guilty in court and admits she has an illness. Because she is willing to take medication, the judge does not send Kathleen to prison. The next time viewers see Kathleen, played by actress Alison Seiko, after the swing episode is two years later in Grey, an episode that revolves around the rape of one of Kathleen's friends. Kathleen is stable and has successfully organized a Take Back the Night rally, attended by hundreds of people on campus. After the rally, Kathleen takes the lead and finds school files to prove the defendant guilty of rape. From swing to gray, Kathleen has evolved from someone being rescued to someone doing the rescuing. How did Kathleen go from lawbreaker to hero in two years? How did she go from hopelessness to hope? Aside from the diagnosis and medication, Law & Order doesn't fill in the details. But hey, that's okay because this is where 90210 comes in.
Long before the word bipolar was ever in the news, in the days of cassettes, videotape, and Dylan, Brenda, Kelly, the original 90210 was the first TV show to feature a main character with bipolar. David Silver had bipolar disorder. On the current 90210, Erin Silver, the much younger sister of David and Kelly, has bipolar disorder. Actress Jessica Stroop plays Silver, the nickname Erin uses. From her manic episode in 2009 to her graduating as top English student in 2011, Silver has evolved. I'll briefly rewind to 2009. Silver has her first manic episode as a high school sophomore. She does things completely out of character. She films a sex tape with her boyfriend Dixon, who had no idea they were being taped, then shows the tape to her English class and breaks into her teacher's house. Later, Silver decides to take a train, all the way from L.A. to Kansas, where Dixon is originally from. But she misses the train. Soon, her boundless energy dissolves into a pit of despair. At the train station, Dixon and his parents try to calm her down. Dixon and his parents ultimately keep Silver from throwing herself in front of the next train. With mascara running down her cheeks, Silver sobs uncontrollably and rambles. I was going to go to Kansas because Kansas equals Dixon and Dixon equals baking soda. It doesn't make sense, but it did. It did make sense. Everything was making sense and now it doesn't. Everything was so great and now it's so dark. It's so dark here. It's always, always dark. Dixon comforts her. I do understand. Everything made sense and now it doesn't. It's okay because my mom used to go through the same thing. Some days she was so happy she couldn't contain herself. Like one day she just took me out of school and said we were going to Disneyland. By the time we got there, she was just sad and confused. We didn't end up leaving the motel room. That's how she was, up and down, up and down. She just needed help. I'm here and I'll help you get help. Everything's going to be okay. With Dixon's help, Silver is taken to the hospital where she is diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Silver is called Bipolar Girl for months and must deal with the aftermath of the sex tape. Though it isn't easy, Silver commits herself to recovery. She lives life to the fullest. She has a lot of friends, is active on the school paper, and she just graduated with honors. Here are four practical tips on loving someone with bipolar, courtesy of 90210. First, if you're trying to help someone suicidal, get an appropriate adult involved. When Silver was on the train tracks, Dixon was with his parents. Second, know the symptoms. Dixon noticed that Silver demonstrated the same behavior his biological mom showed. When Silver was manic, she was talking too quickly, had racing thoughts, was impulsive, and didn't sleep. When Silver was down... She was crying uncontrollably and drowning in feelings of hopelessness. Third, help your friend get help. When Silver got off the tracks, Dixon and his parents didn't say, Take care, TTYL. No, they called her sister Kelly and brought Silver to the hospital together. If you're on a college campus, just walking your friend to the mental health center goes a long way. Fourth, and finally, give extra support during trials. Everyone has their share of trials, but trials can trigger depression in people with bipolar. Silver and Dixon eventually broke up because they had different hobbies. After the breakup, Silver's friends gave her extra TLC. They also rallied around her when Silver's mom died of cancer.
Now, let's unveil four tools in the Bipolar Survival Kit if you have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. First, take the prescribed medicine daily. Bipolar disorder is a chemical imbalance, which means someone with bipolar needs medicine to regulate his or her moods. Second, maintain a regular sleep schedule. Consistently sleeping eight or more hours is essential to regulating moods. Third, see a therapist. Medication works best with psychotherapy, which is just a fancy term for therapy and does not mean you are a psycho. Fourth, and finally, don't let bipolar define you. Silver shows she's not bipolar girl. She's a writer, a fashionista, a sister, and a friend to many. Bipolar disorder is an illness, but it doesn't have to define you. To conclude, Law & Order SVU and 90210 do show hope for people with bipolar. I hope to see more TV shows that engender compassion in people who don't have bipolar and encourage those of us with the illness by showing us what we can be. Until the next podcast, you can check out my blogs and other podcasts on the Flipswitch page, www.bpkids.org forward slash flipswitch forward slash podcast. Leave a comment, be heard, vote in our polls. Poll results and comments are revealed in podcasts. Until next time. This is Jessica Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to Flip Switch.